What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Apocalypse Movies and the first official episode of The Fandalorian Club. Yes, we are calling it The Fandalorian Club. It is our review special, spoiler discussion, heavy podcast. We're discussing everything The Mandalorian. Um, it officially is out. Disney Plus is ready to go. And we have watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. It is available for everyone. Second episode comes out on Friday. Uh, before we get going into some discussion, uh, just a little bit of preview of what the show is going to be about. Essentially, we are just going to talk about it in full, heavy spoilers. We're not going to hold back. We're going to do everything we possibly can to dive into everything that it teases, that it shows, canon, connections, whatever. We're going to do it here, and we're going to do it after every single episode. So look out for that. Um, you'll have two this week, and then one come the following weeks as the episodes come out. And so um, I'm your host, Jake Berlin. Uh, on our Star Wars podcast, the Padawan podcast, I go by Qui-Gon Jake. And today, joining me um, is Mr. Grand Admiral Sino himself, Brian Avalicino. Dang, pain. forgetting the pain. Ah. It is okay. Um, but we are here to talk The Mandalorian. We just got done watching the episode. Um, and there's, you know, a, a shorter episode. Very but short. But a lot to talk about, a lot to digest. Um, we may not be able to digest it all. Um, because it is just 10 minutes out from watching it um, as we jumped on the cameras here. Um, but before we're getting to some, you know, maybe some connections and spoiler stuff, just initial reactions. What did you think of the episode overall compared to your anticipation? And did, did it live up to the hype? I would say yes to everything you just said there. Uh, I can't get over how real everything looks and how amazing everything looked. Like, the the puppet guy that you were saying uh oh uh oh, nolte that's I, not his actual name in the in the story but it's voiced by nick nolte yeah it, it looks so real mm-hmm. and even the aliens like everything i couldn't get over it and i love the um oh my god i've literally been saying their names for the last like 10 minutes the cre- uh, creatures that they ride oh the uh it starts with the b the Borgs. Borgs. The Borgs. I love the Borgs. With their little T-Rex arms. But yeah, no. It, it's crazy. It It's so weird to think, this is a TV show. It's not a movie. I know. Yeah, I'm, and I kept sit, doing that a couple times. Like, oh, this is a good one. Oh, this is a TV show. $15 million an episode. 10 to $15 million an episode. It's wild. And it, it shows. I mean, it definitely shows. Cause yeah, there wasn't really a moment where I was like, oh, that's bad special effects. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Not surprised with John Favreau at the helm. Well, Dave Filoni's not going to put a half-assed stamp on anything he does. Especially if it's Star Wars. So, I mean, and this is literally his child. Yeah. <laughs> like, in all sense. Well, this is John Favreau's child. Well, yeah, I, that's true. He's just directing. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It was wild. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. I think that it was um, a great first step for this TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the first ever live action TV show, obviously for Star Wars. Um, it's a long time coming, but um, it did exactly what it needed to do as far as preparing you for um, the medium that it's being told on. Disney Plus, TV show, smaller budget, um, not on the big screen, right? It's kind of a shell shock for some people because we've only ever experienced Star Wars on the movies you know we have the television shows like rebels and Clone Wars and stuff like that yeah um but it also it it hooked you with the story and mm-hmm. it wasn't just uh you know as alex damon said it in in his kind of little review there 
Um, it's not just a cool guy doing cool things mm-hmm. um, in cool cool areas. You know what I mean? It's not uh, just a, a butt kicking show where he's dressed up in Mandalorian armor. He has a cool name. He has a reputation, and he goes out and kicks kicks yeah. some arse. And so um, it's much Did more you say than arse? that arse because I didn't want to say the oh, actual okay. word. So. Um, it's much more than that, and I appreciate that. I'm not surprised that it's that, but obviously that's what we wanted from the get-go. We yeah. wanted something deeper, and being Star Wars and the connection and the lore that it has, that's what we expect, and it delivered on that front. Um, but there are some uh, things that we can really, really get into, and there are some things that we could talk about that we may not have liked. But let's kind of break this down in section, because the episode almost happened in three different parts here. Um, the, it, let's start with the opening sequence... You know, going for the initial bounty, learning who this guy really is on this ice planet. Um, and then essentially let's stop. Uh, and we'll take about 30 minutes on this on the show. This is kind of how it's going to go. But right before he meets up with Grief Karga, that's kind of where we're going to get to. So just the initial sequence here for the first, uh, the opening of the, of the show. I thought it was a good, a good showing. Um, obviously he kicks some butt and it's cool. I love seeing the alien creatures in there. Um, the, the big one with the big long tentacles, which is really cool because it's the first time we've ever seen that in live action. The alien makeup and, and costumes is incredible. It's it's incredible. It's I don't I have a hard time thinking you could do much better than that. Yeah, I mean it, it looks amazing. It looks realistic, which is just uh, which is a clear cut favorite. Um, but I will say that it was very predictable. It yeah. was a predictable showing, but I think it did like what we had said. It did what it needed to do. It wanted to kind of introduce us to this guy. You know, he's a no-named assassin, essentially. Um, he does his bidding. Uh, it, it's a fun way to do it. Um, but I think it, it went over very well, and it, and it did what it needed to do in introducing us to this character that we have no idea who he is. Um, and we were interested in him and intrigued by him right away. Yeah. Um, one thing I really noticed about the episode more than anything is pretty much... All of the stuff we saw in the trailers was in this episode. Well, that happens with a lot with TV, though. Which, at first, I was kind of like, oh, man. Like, really? But then I'm kind of like... That's better. That's what I'm saying. I'm sitting here thinking, I have no idea what to expect now. And we we also have to admit, you and I, we only watched the first trailer. So we don't know what other stuff showed. Exactly. So for our viewings, For you and I, yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot more that we probably haven't seen. And we're purposely not saying. Um, I kind of like it, because I'm sure there was stuff that we saw in this episode that was shown in the trailer that we kind of got a little bit more surprised about. But, I mean, yeah. it's It was it was wild. I mean, the, the bounty hunter scene in the beginning, when he's literally going after the guy a little predict- predictable like once you saw them beating up the guy you were like okay well it's gonna end up being about the bounty at least to me it was um but i mean to me it really showed kind of like they're in a this is definitely like in the rough spot after the sixth movie mm-hmm. like they're n- not it's not like everyone's got money and everyone's having a good time. No, this is like hard times. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that that kind of leads us into the the next part of the episode where we meet Grief Karga, played by uh, Carl Weathers, um, on a different planet. 
and he's you know just kind of walking through this town we see a different uh atmosphere in the world of star wars and that's where we learn you know the bounty hunting business is it's tough you know prices aren't as high as they usually are um you know he, he's looking for bounties but nothing is paying as much as as he wanted and the key thing in this meetup with those two is is the imperial credits this yeah. kind of might might tell a lot of the character of the mandalorian uh we can just call him mando for short if we want to but um car weathers grief cargo he he offers him for the four bounties he had imperial credits he didn't want them the full and, amount yeah and uh this this could obviously be for a number of reasons it could be for the fact that the empire like he said the empire is gone um but grief cargo does say imperial credits still pay or this could maybe be a fact of maybe he has a vengeance against the empire because of what they did to him or his family or wherever he's from because after is I'll, that what you took it as we'll talk we'll talk about this later but i took this episode this this episode was a clear-cut fa- or a clear-cut answer to me that he's not a mandalorian that he's someone else and he was picked up by the mandalorians at some point after that flashback that happened but that's kind of what i took it as is maybe he doesn't want to deal with imperial credits because he has maybe like a vengeance or revenge factor against them. Okay, I don't you know how you feel. You about and it. I are very far off on this. Okay, what do you think? I think he didn't want the imperial credits because the empire's dead. He doesn't know how long the money's gonna be worth. Yeah, like he says, they're not like the empire's gone. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's not really worth anything anymore. Um, I do think that he is a Mandalorian. Okay, but you should make a bet. Added to the war. I think he is a Mandalorian, but he was abandoned from that. From what we saw, his parents were killed, and basically was raised as a normal kid, and now was trying to get back to his roots. Essentially, because they kind of made that when he was talking to like the armor, the blacksmith, if you will, like. To me, I kind of got like that sense, like this is getting you closer to what you mm-hmm. you should be and stuff. Which that shocked me probably almost more than anything was that there were other Mandalorians there wearing the armor and stuff. Like there, it's like a mini city. Before we get to that, I want to say two quick things. One, I love the calamari flan. <laughs> that was the genius. Mon Calamari currency is called calamari flan, and that is effing incredible. But they, I love effing how we and, just... And it, like, the way it looks, effing incredible. They look like, it looks like it looks it's like water. It looks like a little gel package, yeah. essentially, which, calamari flan, they, I want calamari flan. That's just, in. that's amazing. It, second the stuff thing, they use with the Mon Calamari yes. is amazing. Second thing, you, I don't think you catch, you caught this, but when he was asking for the bounty pucks, and, he, and Grief Cargo was going through them, and he said, wanted smuggler. I heard you, well, yeah, you went, oh! <gasps> So I'm assuming it, it'll he'll never show up, but maybe a nod towards Han Solo, maybe because he we know that he went back to his smuggling ways after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and maybe he's wanted still because that's technically his MO. Always a one. He's never going to show up in the show. Obviously, no. they'll probably never mention him again. Maybe but if it old. was, it's it might be a cool way for Filoni and Favreau to nod to him because he's him and Chewie are doing their thing after Return of the Jedi. They won. They don't need to do anything but smuggle, like which is what they know. Um, but yeah, let, let's get to the meat of this real quick because before we get to the ending, there's there's a big chunk in the center that means a lot to Star Wars. That means a lot to the Mandalorian. Obviously, 
Um, I love when he's walking through the town and everything. Really cool to kind of see all the the realistic sets and the production of all of it. It's really just cool. It honestly, it looks like uh, when you're running through like uh, Moss Eisley and Battlefront Two. It looks like one of those like towns, it does. It does. like with the with the setups and everything. But um, yeah, you you mentioned it. He, we go down to this like cave area. Underground. Alex said it looks like a sewer. Yeah, like and... underground bunker almost, essentially. Yeah. Um, and he's walking through this hallway, and in the shadows, we're seeing helmets pop up, right? Even on little kids. Yeah, and, and they're popping up. They're high, kind of standing in the shadows, and then the camera pans around, and there's Mandalorians everywhere. Yeah. They're all in helmets. We see some with antennas. We see different designs. And on the door was their symbol. And well, and so and then he's walking through the hallway, and he's walking down this hallway, and the camera uh, cuts, and... It's the, the the dragon that the Mandalorians used to ride. That would that's that's the symbol they took on. Yeah. Um, and that's the symbol that we know that the Mandalorians are of. And he meets this blacksmith, and um, he sits down, and he has this conversation with the blacksmith. We don't have a name for the blacksmith. We don't know who she is. We know that it is a she. Mm -hmm. She has a really sweet helmet. Um, really really dope I love helmet. That purple hue. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, it's very samurai, which is a very obvious tone throughout the entire episode um they have a little bit of a conversation but he hands the calamari flan and he hands the berksa i believe it's Berk? called i think it's berksa berska uh i'll have to look that up you know the mandalorian we'll steel the mandalorian steel but it's like it's their prized possession it's like the one thing it's like their holy grail i looked this up um, quickly, it's like their holy grail. Yeah, it's what all the ships metal. are made out of. And essentially, what it seems like is that his ultimate goal is to because he gave up all the money he made. Yeah, and he he's the and he talked about it how he needs credits, like he needs the money, yeah. but he's giving it up for this this stuff. He wants to upgrade himself, and yeah. this for me is an even more indication that he's not a Mandalorian because he's fully trying to embed himself in the Mandalorian culture. And how he may be trying to um, almost like earn the respect in a way. Because, uh, and this is this is also where we see the flashback. So, and you're smiling over there, so you may have a different thought because about it. Because it's you and I, you and I are usually pretty in sync with things, and I'm off. I, you and I are on different pages with this. I'm taking it as this, his armor is, I mean, Mandalorians, their pride, well, pride and joy yeah. is their armor. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, again, he never got that. Because maybe he's not a Mandalorian. Because I think it's because he never, because he was a, what do they call him? I called him. Oh, uh, Foundling. Foundling. Mm -hmm. He never got the armor passed from his family. He never got that whole thing. See, what do you, what do you think that means, though? You don't think Foundling means that he was an orphan? Or I, that... think, I think it literally means found youngling but youngling meaning just like a kid like a young child so but a found a, a foundling of mandalorian like of mandalorian like he's yeah, a mandalorian. Like he's he was a mandalorian child that was found and found we're gonna have to make some bets about this this see this is more fun because it's a tv show yeah see yeah. i think he's a foundling of the fact that he's not a mandalorian and they're called foundlings when they're brought into the culture they're brought into a family yeah. or they're taken over from a family That's, from I mean, a different place. I can see that. I have a feeling that... So you don't think he's a Mandalorian at all? No. I have a feeling that his planet or town or family or whatever 
was wiped out by the Separatists during the Clone Wars, and he was found by the Mandalorians, or given to the Mandalorians, because he was put in a crate that was shown in the flashbacks. I think that they were attacked, and that's also a reason why he doesn't like droids, because the Separatists attacked him. Oh, well, yeah, that. Yeah. So, it kind of, it, to me, it's it feels like he's not a Mandalorian, and that he's... He's constantly trying to like, like he was, he tried to take all those work, all that work from Grief Carter, right? And he was like, no, I can't give you all this. Like, slow down. He's like constantly trying to prove himself. Like, I feel like he's constantly trying to prove himself that he needs to be a Mandalorian. Like, he needs to be this bounty hunter. He needs to be the best in the parsec or possibly farther. And so, see, now I took that as the same thing, except that he is this true Mandalorian that. I guess we'll have to agree to disagree, but I, it's going to be an ongoing thing until we really mm-hmm. find out. And I don't know if we'll ever find you out. You and I rarely disagree so, on things. So, it's fun, though, because we weren't expecting to get Mandalorians in this season, really. We were no. we, we were expecting to just the, get him. The fact that I saw it, I was like... Yeah. So, it's I really cool. I thought he was going to be cut dry like and the only one. We're getting all this lore about everything and uh, all this history about the Mandalorians. And a big thing about this as well, when uh, they talked about the Bur- Berksa, I think it's what it's called. I'll have to look it up. Um, she mentioned this great purge. Now, there's only two options for yeah. this. One, she's talking about the Jedi purge. Yeah. Two, she's talking about a different kind of purge that had to do with the Mandalorians. I think it's going to be like a Mandalorian purge. Now, this is where it comes from. This is what I believe. Dave Filoni directed this episode. He's a huge part of this episode. He dealt with Rebels. In Rebels, the last time we saw the Mandalorians... They were rising up against the Empire on Mandalore. That's what I think. And I don't think it went too well. I think they probably lost. I think that the planet or the culture is in disarray, which is why they kind of feel like they're in hiding. I don't know. I mean, it's very possible that they could be talking about the Jedi Purge, because at this moment, that's the only purge that we know about that's been called the Purge. And so, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very interesting, but it could go either way. I think I'm trying to find that word. I'll look it up right now. Um, I agree with you. I don't think it's the anything to do with the Jedi. I think it it's gonna tie into Rebels. Like that's gonna be Beskar. 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 That's what it was called. Beskar. Um, I think it's gonna that's gonna be its tie into Rebels. Is whatever happened, and I mean. Black Saber, all that, all that shebang. I think I don't know if we'll go that far. No, I'm just saying, like the story of like all of that time period. I like I don't ever expect to see the Black Saber on the show mm-hmm. or anything. I'm just saying, like that whole time frame that we had of them visiting Mandalore and something. Like after that is probably what that area is being referred to. I don't think we're ever going to see like that. Like Sabine's probably not going to just walk up on screen. Hopefully. I'm not opposed. <laughs> if we but, deal with Mandalore and the Purge and everything, oh, she was she's obviously involved in she's that. She's like There's no the way leaders. she's not involved in yeah. that. Yeah. So yeah. I mean I, I think it's I don't think it's the anything to do with the Jedi whatsoever. I think they're gonna like try to stay uh, well the last scene that's, may that's may true. point otherwise to that. Before we get to that though, let's talk about this big action scene at the end. There's obviously a little bit of stuff in the middle um, more with Ugnolty, as I'm going to refer to him, because I don't know his real name at the moment. Um, learning to ride the uh, 
your favorite characters from the episode. Borgs. Borgs. Borg, Borg, Borg. Um, which kind of was like, I think it was a cool callback to like the old school westerns where you ride a horse or like a wild horse, but it was also kind of like a not needed an am moment. Um, but the heart of this thing is when we get to this compound. Use the Jedi mind trick. Uh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, <laughs> we get to this compound where they're holding the asset, as they refer to, and um, you know he's he's looking over, he's doing some recon, and we find IG Eleven. Um, IG Eleven walking up and doing his bidding. It's so funny because the second before he showed up, I I literally was about to turn to you and go. You think we're going to see IG-11 in this episode? I can't describe... I cannot describe to you how perfect they captured this character. Oh, it's literally... The way way he moves... Every part part of his body, from toe to eyes, whatever, it all spins and moves in the perfect place and direction. Oh, 100%. Um, I like that you can't really tell that it's Psycho YTT, but if you know, you know that it's his voice. If you know his voice, you can Um, tell he was used perfectly. The best part about this, though, is the banter between him and Mando. Mm-hmm. Their banter, and clearly, I mean, I don't know if Taika did a motion capture. I imagine he probably did a little bit. But their banter, how quickly it kind of formed, um, it's really, really good. And it well, made for a really cool, fun did moment. He was like, oh, crap. In a really, like, a really fun moment in a really, like, action-packed scene. Yeah. Action-packed scene that was, like, really heavy- and badass. Dude, when and his turns. Yeah, the just, way he moved. The way he moved was was brilliant. It was incredible. absolutely brilliant. It was awesome. Nick Nolte's character is Kuehl. K U K U I L L. Yeah, yeah, Dude, IG Eleven. I can't. And it was. This is a spoiler. Obviously, we know that he gets shot at the end by Mando, but he will be back. Oh, he will for sure be. I hope. Yeah. He's a droid. He'll be back. Yeah. Um. It's funny because I, I've i always remembered the IG droids because of the old Nintendo 64 game, Shadows of the Empire. Because mm-hmm. I could never freaking beat this one level that had those droids in it. And so, like, now seeing them, like, it's literally like if it was taken out of my mind yeah. and thrown onto the TV screen because, like... Those things are perfect. How they yeah. did that is absolutely... His eyes rotate. Mm-hmm. Everything wrote The guns, like... It was all moving in a different direction. Yeah. It's wild. It was wild. Like, I, I mean, you don't... You, when you think of a droid bounty hunter, you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. But, like, I would not want to come across one of those <laughs> things. Like, those things... Uh, that, was, that part was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, it was good. It that was fight really, really, scene really that good. they were just holding him off and how yep. he kept wanting to self-destruct that that will for sure come back oh 100 percent. it's 100%. probably the character probably won't make it out of the season probably not. and he'll probably die by the hands of his self-destruct um but that that leads us to the big part of the episode um and we heard a few weeks ago that the first episode was going to reveal a a giant mystery of star wars right and, and boy we don't we, wrong. we don't know we don't know if it did or if if this is what we're t- if they were what they were talking about, but the asset that um, Warner Herzog gives him, uh, the Imperial dude from the planet uh, where he gets the bounty, um, it's a fifty year old Yoda species. It's one of these. Um, and the cool thing about this is that for the forty five years that Star Wars has been going on, Yoda species has never been given a name. 
No. And more than likely, we will now be given a name at some point in this series um, because it seems like this is going to be the core central part of the season due to how it happened because not only did they not kill the Baby Yoda, uh, when we're going to call him Baby Yoda for the sake of the argument because it's just easier. There's literally no um, name. But he also shot and stole the bounty from IG-11, which yeah. is against the code. And so he could very well be on the run, saving Baby Yoda. Maybe that's where he meets Cara Dune. Maybe this is where he meets all these other characters. Don't surprised know. Surprised she wasn't in this? No, not surprised. Not surprised. It's how a TV show works. Yeah. It's not like a movie. You know, there's a lot of time to kind of play through it. And For stuff a like half that. second, I was like, oh, maybe he's going to go after her. But then once I said the 50-year-old, I was like, there's no way she's going to be 50 years old. Because that would have been kind of like a wild, like, I almost was like, oh, maybe she's going to be the one that he goes after, then befriends, and da 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 but then once they say... This, this is a whole different ballgame. This yeah. is a whole different ballgame. Now, a little background on Yoda's species, there's only been really two connections with them, Yoda and, I want to say, Yemet, or y Yedet, or something along that lines. I'm totally butchering the name, I'm sure. But the key here is that their species... They're basically almost in a way connected to the force. Yeah. It's almost like they're a it's almost like a God-given right to them. Like it's almost passed down through generations in a way. And not all of them, but more than half, much more than half, have some kind of force abilities. And the two that we've ever met in Star Wars, one canon, one non-canon, have had force abilities. And this could very well be the same. Now, obviously, it being 50 years old is old to us, but in their years is very young. Yoda was, Yoda was 900 some odd years old yeah. when he died. So, how that's going to play in, was, I don't know. He was literally a baby in the cradle. But if it does connect to the Force, this is this is a big revelation. Big yeah, revelation. That it, yeah. I, I didn't have a hard time believing that it'll come out that the baby will somehow like survive the whole way through like the whole show because like to have one of those things running around would be kind of a big freaking deal so like that that's i mean who knows how they could like pull play that one out but yeah. like i feel like we would have known if there was another like yoda four species at some point like something like a mention a name drop something it's kind of a huge deal like for them to show that and we were so far off of our guess well we don't know if this is actually what they're talking about though our, our i mean stuff i would imagine well. so although the only thing is like the only question i would see answered would be are there other yodas which i never really asked that, that question yeah. um the so. other the other big question or part of this is uh what Werner Herzog and the doctor want with it, right? Yeah. Werner Herzog said, kill it, bring it alive if you have to, right? See, it doesn't seem like he well, really doctor wants... doctor wanted it alive. Werner Herzog well, was like... Yeah, no. so Werner Herzog was like, don't really care for it. You know, do what you want with it. If you need to kill it, kill it, whatever. But the doctor obviously wants it for some reason. Maybe they know uh, what their species is able to do. Uh, maybe they know because of Yoda. Maybe they know because of something else. Palpatine. But it's obviously going to play into it somehow. And it's, I mean, it's big because it sets up these following episodes with how 
Mando is going to be, um, how he's going to be, uh, what's the word? Protecting? No, how he's going to be chased, I guess you could say, by these other characters. Because now, not only his, not only has he broken the bounty hunter code, which Grief Karga, Carl Weathers' character, and IG-11 is more than likely going to be coming after him, but so are the Imperials, which is where Giancarlo Esposito comes into it as well. And so, and the Death Troopers and all that. And so, it sets up a lot. And this next episode is going to be very telling. It's directed by Rick Fumiyawa, um, who directed Dope. Um, And so, it comes out on Friday. We don't know what time it drops, but we're going to be doing an episode then as well. Probably midnight. It's going to be very telling. I heard that it might be dropping at 6 p.m. They might be dropping them like actual TV shows. I was surprised they dropped it the second Disney Plus came out yesterday. Well, that's not surprising with the service dropping, though, to kind of give it a sway. So, um, I mean, no one was right about it when the time Well, what I'm saying is they weren't going to drop the service at midnight and then drop the Mandalorian at 6 p.m. They were going to drop them together. So this could very well change now that it's been four days after the service dropped. A lot of questions. A lot of questions. A lot of uh, you know, curiosities. Curiosities. Not a lot of answers at the moment. Very cool action. Uh, good tone. Very different in Star Wars, which is what we wanted. The score is fantastic, except for one stupid boxing creed sounding thing. It's the same. Sc- it's the same. Uh, it's the same uh, composer from the Creed movies. So um, I didn't hear it at all. There's a moment that sounds like a Creed and Rocky movie in there, which really annoyed me. But because it was all samurai and stuff like that. Uh, super western um, leading up to that and then it kind of just like dropped that in there and it threw me off um, I would have loved to have heard a variation of like uh, the like the, the whistling western from back in the day oh that would have been super cool because the I'm first sure time will. we see him when the door opens um, and he's just standing there like a guy coming into a, a like, saloon wah, wah, wah. yeah like a guy coming into a saloon back in the day that's what it felt like and I would have loved to have been like like maybe a leaf blows by or something <laughs> That would have been so cool, on a, but... On know. a frozen planet? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, any last thoughts? First episode of Mandalorian? I'm excited. I want to know more. Oh, uh, obviously. I, I, oh, you asked me my thoughts. I want to know more. I I like that I don't really know where this is going. Mm-hmm. I like how it's not predictable so yeah. far. Um, I mean, it has its predictable elements in the sense of, like, now he's going to try to get on the, the uh, Bork. And now he's gonna have a bar scene, but like as far as the main story, I have no idea what's gonna happen. Huh? Like, I mean, I would assume the the shooting the IG eleven in the head's gonna have a play into it. Obviously, the baby Yoda's gonna have a play into it. But outside of, of that, like, I have no idea where we're going. Yeah, it'll be fun. Hopefully, we get more Mandalorian stuff. Hopefully, we get a lot more. Oh, I want to know more about the ones that are living under the city. That's honestly probably the thing I'm most intrigued about more than anything. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And uh, if, really, if in that's, fact that's your number one, I, I don't know if you know this, but Mandalor the Mandalore and Mandalorians are probably one of my all-time favorite things in Star Wars. Well, I know you, yeah. Boba Fett's like your top three. Mm-hmm. So, and that I, that, this is all coming from Legend stuff because we haven't seen a lot of it in canon yeah. or the new canon, I should say. Um, they've kind of been kept out of it as far as the movies go. We've seen it in Clone Wars and Rebels, but they haven't really been thrown into the fire as far as like being in the spotlight, and this kind of seems to be the connection. Whether or not we get there now or later, I'm not sure, but hopefully we do. Um, it's a good start, though, getting that underground bunker with them. It's really cool to kind of see what happens. 
Uh, but for now, I mean, we're left with questions and hopefully we get answers and it's very exciting. I and mean, the first ever live action TV show has gotten off to a hot start. It's really, really I, cool. I, I, the one thing I kept saying there is like, holy crap, this is going to happen with Obi-Wan. <laughs> like, it's going to be freaking wild. Next year? Wild. Uh, not next year, 2021, I imagine. <sighs> yeah, that'd be really I'm cool. I'm excited. Super pumped. Um, all right, guys, well, there it is. Our first episode of the Fandalorian Club. Uh, make sure you guys let us know what you think of it down below in the comments. Hit that like and share button, of course. And subscribe if you want to, if you want to join us for the conversation every week. Again, we're going to have two this week and one um, the following weeks as the episodes drop. Make sure you guys hit that. Check us out on social media. Um, all of our podcast sections as well, which you can see up here in the corner, wrong way. There we go, uh, right there. Um, and so uh, for Brian, for myself, thank you for joining us on Pocketbooks Movies and the Fandalorian uh, Club. God, I want to say the Fandalorian Podcast for some reason. <laughs> it's just so synonymous with us. Yeah. The Fandalorian Club. Fandalorian Club. Let's know what you guys think of that name, by the way. We kind of came up with it randomly. So You came up um, with it. It was just... Psh. Well, I, it's kind of been brewing for a little while, but yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you guys next time. Hey, everyone. Jacob Bartlett here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocalypse Movies, click this video up here. If you want something a little bit different, check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.